entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 342. And it's Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. We've got a special guest on today's episode. Uh, Jeff, you didn't hear him yet because he's not here yet, but he will be coming shortly. We've got a special guest on to kind of offer a rebuttal or some correction to what was discussed last week. Last week's episode was the grass might be brown, but it's still pretty. And we were talking about Indiana, living in Indiana, and the desires of living in other places that might have nicer scenery, maybe more things to do or different things to do. Mm -hmm. And so the guest today stopped in my office very angrily, slammed the doors open, he slammed them open. Two of them. Doors. I don't know. I, that came out wrong. It was uh, just one door. All right. Um, <laughs> but the the guest is coworker Mitch, who is the leader of the militant. Well, the the unofficial and disputed. It, it's disputed, I guess. It's, it's disputed. It's disputed, yeah. <laughs> it sounds very much like Animal Farm. <laughs> uh, have any of you guys read Animal Farm? Yes, yes. No. Okay, I just, yes. I just finished reading it. It's by George Orwell. And it was written probably back in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, somewhere back in there, yeah. But um, it's about a farm, and the animals take over the farm. And the pigs are in charge, large and in charge. And there's two pigs that kind of are end up coming at odds with each other. And this is kind of the, the picture I'm getting with the, uh, <laughs> the leader of the militant mob or the... Militant wing. Militant, militant wing. wing, yeah. But anyway, Mitch, it's good to have you on the podcast. It is good to be here. It is very good to be here, so... Uh, Jeff is not here as well. I'm here. And uh, Jeff, uh, just to fill you in, we're talking about how Mitch wanted to come on the podcast to offer a rebuttal or correction to what we were saying on last week's episode about living in Indiana. And ah. so what was the problem, Mitch, that you had with what we were saying? It's uh, It was just a little bit of the tone. You know, you didn't come right out and say, you know, it's terrible to live here. But it was just a feeling of, you know, it's not the nicest place, you know, but this is home and you know and i'm a big believer in taking pride in where you're from i've lived i've lived on the east coast i've lived in the west coast and i've lived in iowa which is well it's iowa and so what um, are you trying to say about iowa uh I, i'll just put it this way i'm not going back <laughs> <laughs> good people i mean just think of coworker leon oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I need to interrupt here mitch is the light on on your mic is there a red light I do not see one. Layton, can you Ooh. toggle the microphone? I think Mitch's mic is just picking up from ours. Oh. oh, man. Wait, I think I remember us having a technical issue with this one. Yeah, we were picking you up, but not quite as loud as originally. Something is it red happened. now? I don't see one. And maybe it's turned backwards. Oh, yeah, there, it's there, on. There it is, there. Yeah, it's red. It says, okay. All right. It's lighting up now. We're good. Okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt there. No, no problem. I was a great place. Wonderful people. Just a little tight wound for me. Tight wound. Tight, tight wound. Tight wound. Okay. Uh, most of the fans won't know, but if you think of coworker, uh, well, boss PH, and coworker uh, Leon. Yeah. There. That's that's the very uh, cross section of Iowa. Oy. Wonderful people, but pretty high strung. And, you know, 
they'll do anything for you, but yeah. <laughs> kind of high maintenance. Ah, oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so, well, we might have to bring them on to oh, oh, yeah. on the podcast oh, that, at some point. You could sell off. tickets to that. That's French Fest. <laughs> Speaking of French Fest. Oh. Speaking of French where Fest. Where is French Fest? Happy COVID. <laughs> it's Mitch. And? <laughs> Mitch, we didn't want to put people's lives at risk. Ah, okay. So no. we can have Notre Dame football. But not French Fest. Well, we thought that if we if we have half capacity seating at a French Fest, it'll pretty much be like no one's there. <laughs> if you take zero divided by two, it's still zero. No, we'd have some people there, but you'd have at least me and this Michael. Is, this is what the, uh, the two this militants. is what the, the the thought has been to replace French Fest this year, since there was no Apple Festival, and there was no French Fest last year, to replace it with a Outing, a yeah, we need to plan that outing. Best outing at a uh, pumpkin patch. Well, uh, okay. slash or, corn maze. Yeah, a corn, corn maze. Thing. Corn maze slash yes. pumpkin patch. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that got shot down pretty handily if you listen to the podcast because I think it was suggested from you uh, two, and then it was immediately no from the other side of the table. <laughs> You're talking about me. Yeah, no, I was completely on board with uh, okay. the with the corn maze. In fact, it might even have been my idea. Ah, okay. He was not on board with the trying to get a group uh, a discount for Oh, yes, yes, that's, that's yeah. correct. That's, that's what it was. That's correct. Yes. I still okay. maintain that we could probably um, we could probably call everybody that's coming because of the French press a group and get a group rate for those people. Oh, yeah. And to me, it, it's not worth the half hour it takes to get that around for the discount amount, because it's pro- it's basically free to go through. How much? How much do tickets cost? Three dollars a dollar. How much? I don't, does, I don't how, know. How much does a corn maze cost? Uh, coworker Jeremy just Jeremy Daly just went to the corn maze in New Paris, and he said it was six dollars a person to get in. Oh, that's not even bad. Never mind. And probably a discount is probably five dollars a person. Yeah, that's probably five. So, so if we have our regular, you know, if all you know three hundred and fifty listeners show up at this, it'll actually save you know a substantial amount of money. So maybe we should run. in the long run. But it won't save us any money. <laughs> yeah, it won't. Correct. Well, yeah, yeah, let's not And do it. it'll hurt local business. <laughs> Support local business. Buy overpriced Buy things. Buy the uh, <laughs> pay full pay full amount. We we do need to we do need to schedule that like pretty soon. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to do it, Jeff. <laughs> oh. So it's never so going to happen. Never gonna happen? <laughs> um, oh my. I think we had loosely scheduled it for next Friday. Or next, sometime next week, because whoa. because this Friday whoa. we've got whoa. something special. We have happening. something special for the patrons anyway, yes. or for the highest level oh, the elite wait, patrons. Wait, th- this Friday? Wait, did somebody actually tell? Oh no, I can't be there. <laughs> Why not? What? I'm going to be in Pennsylvania. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> what, you, lose, you lose a bet. Oh, what? It, I had a lifelong friend. Wait, who's getting married? Oh, uh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. You haven't wait, lived that wait. long. <clears throat> What about what about uh, Thursday? Thursday, we're leaving Thursday night. Well, hold on. Let's not plan this right now. We'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> we were planning on doing a a uh, restaurant review on Friday, but it looks like maybe we'll have to. I'm sorry, do it without I, Layton. I, I oh, oh man, or, or reschedule. Oh good. One of those two options. <laughs> um, and French anyway, I feel like we kind of got. Away. I, kinda, I feel like we we kind of 
Got off track? Got off track somewhere. Just a little but I'm not sure if we were even going in a good direction. So I agree. That's probably fine. So we could do this. But on, I don't think uh, Mitch Mitch is not done explaining yeah. the problem with, with where we ended up and what we said about on last week's episode. No, it, it's just just uh everybody here is from is from Indiana. Yeah. We're all Hoosiers. Hoosier born. Take take pride in that. Now everywhere I have lived. I do take pride in it. Okay, okay. I call myself a Hoosier. Do you? Yes. Okay. Oh. Look at my Instagram bio. Not right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go update. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I agree. In our area, there's not a major attraction. You know, we're not next to Lake Michigan. We're a little ways away. We don't have a major thing that draws people yeah. in. We don't have a mountain. We don't have, you know. We do have Amish. What's that mountain over in New Paris called? Uh, Buzzard Hill? <laughs> no, no, there's actually a, a, a different name. My brother-in-law it. lives. My okay. sister and brother-in-law live yeah. on Buzzard Hill. It's called. Uh, it's uh, right by Smart Cabbage. There's a, there's a, there's yep. a legit name for it. <laughs> yeah. I forget what it is, though. But, but can I interrupt you a little bit? Yeah. I, I would argue that the dunes on Lake Michigan are close enough. Correct. They're about they're less than an hour away, mm-hmm. for me anyway. Right, right, right. And it's actually a, a great place to go. The beach... Uh, doesn't have salt, so right. when you get yeah. in it and get out, you're not sticky. Mm-hmm. It's fresh water. The sand is nicer than some ocean beaches I've been to. Legitimately, yeah. like it's nice no, yeah, sand. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and so I just I'm with having lived so many places everywhere I've lived, with the exception of Indiana, they take incredible pride of where they're from. Like it's in it is not uncommon living in Iowa. And when I lived in Oregon, especially in Oregon, uh, see bumper stickers all over the place that says native, native Oregonian, native Iowan. So on the back of my truck, there is a Indiana native sticker. Huh. I mean, they take, they take incredible pride. Well, Mitch, I think you have me pegged wrong because I, I even have a hat with the state of Indiana, um, like a, a carving of it on, on a hat. Oh, okay. So do you have That's... one of those? I don't have a knife that has the Indiana flag on it. It's so, yeah, you know. So fine. Yeah, you got the bumper sticker and the knife. Oh, yeah, and I, I will not be here in a minute if we have coffee. Are we going to have coffee, Jeff? No. I've been on the podcast twice. Twice. This is number three. Haven't had coffee yet. <laughs> well, wow. there's a story behind that. <laughs> and the story is that we have coffee and I forgot it at home. Oh, well, we have, three we have an edible, not from edible. Jeff. Yeah, from, we do have an edible. From my home to your mouths. Something you made, Layton. <laughs> I I prepared it. Wow. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Okay. So, but so uh, what I just wanted to encourage everybody to do is just look around the state of Indiana. I'm looking at the stuff to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, like you brought up Indiana Dune State Park. Right now is the perfect time to go there, because all the migratory birds are coming through there, and they stop over. It's a stopover point. So if like you, a deer crossing, it's like a bird crossing. Yes, if you right now is a good time to look up and see if you if you're into that. Okay, what kind of birds? Any are, kind. I mean, like any bird that would migrate south. Like an eagle. Like an eagle. Uh, you, of course, you have your useless geese. You know, then. Oh uh, yeah. It's, Canadian uh, geese. Yes. Foreigners. Canadian geese that we need to send. Back Do Canadian to where they geese came from. actually migrate? Mm-hmm. Then why are they called Canadian? <laughs> well. 
They might migrate. Illegal but immigrant But they're also around here. There's some that stay around. Yes, yes. Probably the, the far north. The Canadian ones probably come down to Indiana. Mm-hmm. The Indiana ones go down to Florida. Yeah, it's, it's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But the reason I, I discovered. Not so different from, from people. Right. <laughs> we, uh, my family, uh, for several years when our kids were littler, we would take tours of states just for vacation. Mm-hmm. So we'd find all the attractions within a state. And, and we would. Uh, just tour around and just see the things within that state. Okay. And there is an absolute ton of stuff to do in the state of Indiana. All right. Well, give us maybe like the top three to five things. Okay. Uh, there is an emerald mine. You can go actually dig for emeralds in southern Indiana. Wow. That is that's legitimately cool. That sounds like fun. That sounds like something I'd like to do. Okay. And if you're an animal lover, there is the elephant encounter down just south of Indianapolis, you can actually go have a spa day with an elephant. You can paint the elephant's toenails. You can wash the elephant. You get up close and personal with the elephant. Wow. If that's right. if we can afford it, the French press should do that. That sounds like a great title for an episode. It does. I just don't know if I'm comfortable with encouraging an elephant in its... its Self-beauty? Yeah, vain. <laughs> vanity. Yeah, it's vanity. Vanity. The vanity of Vanity of vanity, of elephants. Animal. And they never forget. Vanity. They always remember. Yeah. yeah. Or is that dolphins? No, that's elephants. Okay. But, uh, there's also a wolf encounter. You can do the same kind of thing. You can get up close with wolves. Wolves. Wolves? Wolves. Hmm. Wolven. Where's that? Uh, that is also just outside of Indianapolis. Is there anything close to in Elkhart County? You can go, if you're into the superhero, there is a superhero museum up in Elkhart. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, there is an old like comic superheroes, like comic superheroes. Yeah. Um, Maybe that should be a series on the podcast where we go visit some exciting, some hidden gems. Well, I guess some if, hidden emeralds. If you're looking at museums, uh, there is an, an art museum in Elkhart and the RV Hall of Fame. Yeah, I've never been to the RV Hall of Fame. I haven't either. I've driven past it quite a few times. Ruben, your grandpa has a plaque there, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, we should go. Yeah. Give a review of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's also a venue. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. think you can, like, host mm-hmm. events there. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, it's a museum slash yeah, you can, an event center. Because, uh, yeah, they have different uh, gun shows and different things like that there from time to time. So. And the mech. Mm-hmm. The I've mech. never been the to the mech center. Oh, and that's another thing to do in, in colorful ship Shawana is upcoming at the end of the year. They have the Ice Sculpture Festival. Oh, you can go never, up there. never seen that. They actually have professionals who come in, carve ice sculptures. Okay. And so you can go take that in. All right. I mean, that's close by. Well, Mitch, do you keep track of the events that are happening in Indiana? Uh, no. I subscribe to a couple things on Facebook uh, called Only in Indiana, and they bring up all sorts of fun stuff to do of things that are just... But, like, why can't Indiana... Do things that are like incredible feats, like make the largest apple pie. Well, it's actually, that, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait we a minute. do. Just not in 2020. Well, well, let me see if I can find this because I happen to have this right here. That is a thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. In I don't know exactly where Franklin, <laughs> Franklin, Indiana is, but they actually have a grave in the middle of the road. Ooh. Because the family refused to move the grave when they put the road through. So the grave is right in the middle of the road. So like, where's the like tombstone? A, a divided highway, or there is no tombstone. It's just it's just underneath the road. But how is. do you know where the grave is? Um, well, because it's clearly marked. 
on the highway. Oh. Here, let me show you the picture. Oh. Turn over this way. Is there like an exit right there? No, I think they just divided the highway. So Wait, you it's a, go, oh, it's like an uh, above ground thing. It's, I think they just marked the top of the grave. Wow. Oh, my. Interesting. Okay. Wow, okay. Okay. This is Indiana, folks. You can go do this. You can go see this. Pack up the family. Take the kids. Wait, Wait, I knew that there was well, an entire graveyard. Okay, Mitch, you're talking a big game, but what is the last thing that you have done in Indiana that listeners would be like, ooh, yeah, that's... You're living up to your own preaching. Uh, the Pumpkin Vine Trail over by Middlebury and Goshen. Okay. How long ago? <laughs> uh, this summer. Okay. All right. It's a great trail to bike in the fall. And so, yeah. Because you can see a lot of the, the, the color change in the trees. And so. <clears throat> I uh, have biked, you know, a, a leg of it, probably mm-hmm. a good third of it, uh, one time. <sighs> <laughs> you're, you're out of shape. <laughs> I I am I was out of shape. I still am, but it's just, and we did it in the fall, and it was beautiful. But you know what was? It was hard to take in the beauty when my legs are throbbing <laughs> from biking. Okay, uh, but just back to you, what is the what does Indiana do the best? What did they have the largest thing of? Yeah, in Alexandria, Indiana, they have the world's largest ball of paint. Ball of paint. I didn't even know that ball was a paint. thing. Twenty six thousand layers. A ball of paint. And he's just putting coats and coats, coats of... and coats and coats. See, is that not as interesting as a, a wall of gum or a gum wall? I, whatever, where's the whatever gum? is out I, somewhere. I, I, I saw that. Um, and there's the. I, I would say that's probably as there. interesting yes, as yes. the gum wall. It's a, and much less disgusting. Yeah, that's probably cool. once a day he puts it Marginal. on. Puts a coat on. It's there. four thousand pounds. Whoa, that's pretty dense. What's it hanging from? I'm not sure how he hung it, but yeah. I thought it was just sitting. He probably needs a hoist. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but, you know, uh, and for for the fans who are wondering, the the Facebook page is, is only in Indiana. And then if you just go, a lot of this stuff is at the Indiana Visitors Bureau. If you just go look that up, they have, this is the 20, this is on their 20 things to see in Indiana. And uh, they have everything from come see the largest ball of paint well you know if you're an engineer they have a prison or it's a jail that is uh the jail cells are wedge-shaped and so there's only one entrance and so the the jail cells actually revolve until you get to the door oh hmm. it turns Ooh. like the whole thing like does. the whole jail turns uh. until you get to the door to open Sounds it like up a great way to make prisoners throw up <laughs> so, well they don't move right uh no the, the, cell. the, the cells actually turn the cells are the turning. cells are actually okay. turning wow oh, I thought like the outside was turning that sounds incredibly energy inefficient but yeah. I, well I, it is a great way to keep people from picking their lock because I mean if you can't get over there you only have like ten seconds to pick the lock right. until it's out again so, and you have to wait to come around but but there, there, I, my thing is is there's just there's so much to see within the state of Indiana it's it's Hoosier pride. You know. Well, why do you have Hoosier Pride and not Oregon Pride or Iowa Pride? He has Oregon Pride. I've heard I, him talk about Oregon. Oh, I, I love Oregon, and I will probably end up living there once I retire, if, if God willing. Okay. If I have, can, what's drawing you out there? Um, Just, well, the scenery is just incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people will say this is God's country. Iowans love to say that Iowa is God's country. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, and I always say... 
Oregon is not God's country, but Oregon is where God goes to take vacation. It's that nice. You know, mm. you go somewhere where it's nicer than where you're at. Mm. And so uh, just, it's just, and plus um, the people there are just much more laid back. And the last time I was there, they're even more laid back because they legalized marijuana. <laughs> and so it was just. It is that the real reason why you're heading out there for retirement? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, it's just. But uh, but uh, no, I would really like to end up on the Oregon coast if I could. That would be, you know, I won't. I want to say it's an end goal, but I'd really like to get there. This is a brief interruption, but as we're recording here, I see some other uh, audio bits that have been kind of like left over from times gone past, and there's one that says Mitch's thumb. Oh. Ep- episode 192. Does that ring a bell to anyone? It's probably the story of yes. Mitch smashing his thumb. Uh, it's just a it's just a short little clip. Like like you're talking like five seconds. Yeah. Don't know what we used it for, but ah. yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, we're coming up on three years where I got my thumb smashed and got it caught. It's hard to describe, uh, but essentially my thumb got scra- smashed like a grape. Mm. And then when it was still caught, I jerked it out of the machine, and then it tore it off. That's when I heard the pop. And so then I pushed the thumb back up on top and went to the hospital. You know it's bad when you walk into the emergency room, and they take a look at it, and they say, no. No, we're not going to touch this. This is – you need to go to an orthopedic surgeon. So it's just uh, – <laughs> I remember specifically, like – seeing you at the press forming parts and i think i might have said something just for a second mm-hmm. i don't know just like a passing comment whatever and i went on into the into uh, leon's office and then like five two, two minutes later it was like oh mitch is missing his thumb yes yeah it, it happened that it's time. actually just the tip of the thumb but well it was a little bit more than just the tip well you know, yeah but- but it's not like the whole thumb. No, no. You still have your joints. Yes. It, it basically, it tore it off right at the base of the f- fingernail. Mm. Uh, so part, and part that includes part of your bone then as well. Yeah, the the bone got smashed into five different pieces. Oh, man. Wow. If I can Sounds find painful. It, if I can find it, I'll give you the... Uh, I won't, I I won't I give you the picture. I don't want to look at it. I'll give you the x-ray. Okay, the x-ray. The, the x-ray is tolerable. Everything else is, it's, it's you know, yeah. it's a crime scene. It's It's... Pretty bad. But. Speaking of crime scenes, <clears throat> I got some edibles here. All right. <laughs> Did you uh, get everything off your chest, well, Mitch? Just the fact that you know, I I came prepared for coffee. Oh, I well. came prepared, so prepared for coffee. I brought my own cup. Oh no! Uh, no. And it's also Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no coffee. Well, so, at least now you have something to be frustrated about. Until next time. Oh, oh yes. Let the bitterness continue. <laughs> Let it seethe. Um, so, my wife and I have decided to uh, get into this thing called freeze drying. And this is a mess. Um, and how this works is it, you, you, you have to buy a machine, a freeze drying machine. And you can freeze dry a lot of different things. You can't freeze dry everything, uh, but uh, one of the main things that some of the things that are really popular f- popular to freeze dry are things like um, fruit and uh, vegetables, 
um, meat. Uh, I'm trying to get all the pieces. How many different to... things are there? Hey, in this sample, Jeff, I... I'm trying to take a picture of these edibles that look nice. And I know that <laughs> I, I'm usually the one that posts the food, the edibles on Instagram, and I know they look awful. They look so unappetizing. They look terrible. How do you take? You need to create a little tutorial, a little PDF, mm. and maybe some examples. How, how to, to take a nice, simple um, food photo, worthy food photo worthy of Instagram, something like that. You anyway, need a, you need a light box. Well, I don't have time for a light box. I'm just, I'm, I'm in real life. Everybody, it's simple. Just get the newest iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> and it won't look any better than that. That's all you need to do. So until until Jeff uh, offers a solution on how to take better photos of my food for Instagram, I guess you'll, you'll just have to live with these terrible-looking photos. It's fine. Anyways, do you want to do you want to hear about the process of freeze drying, or do you want to just like go into the product that we made? I want to hear. Uh, well, I definitely want to hear both, so whichever one you think is best. All right, well... Whatever order you think makes most sense. The way that the freeze dryer works is you take whatever you want to freeze dry, and, and that basically means whatever thing you want to extract all of the moisture out of, you take it and you put it into uh, trays that look like uh, cookie sheets, and you put it into this machine, and you turn it on, and you tell it, you tell the machine if it's pre-frozen or still not frozen. And then if, 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 you, if you did already have it frozen, then it will just simply get itself down to 32 degrees and then turn on a vacuum pump that's connected to it. And it creates this intense vacuum and then it keeps on lowering the temperature down to like negative 40 degrees. And then it has a little underneath the cookie sheets that you slide in. There's uh like little little uh electric heaters, kind of like um a toaster. You know how you see the red wires in a toaster? Same principle, but they use that to heat up the bottom of the tray. And then as as they heat up the bottom of the tray, it, it heats the food, and the food lets off the uh, the moisture that's inside of it. And because it's 40 degrees, negative 40 degrees in there, the, the moisture immediately freezes and it can't go back into the food. And it does this over a span of like 15 hours. And what you have left is an extremely dry uh, whatever you put in there. So in this case, we did peaches, strawberries, and pears. Um... What do you guys think? These are good. It's very light and easier to chew than if it's uh, dehydrated. Mm. Dehydrated is often you kind of like rip it and tear it. It's like a tough. But this is more like a cracker that like breaks. It's a crunch. Yeah, I generally dislike dehydrated things. Mm. Yeah, this is definitely a, a snackable thing. You know, you can definitely sit down and just munch on this. So it's just... I have found that I can mindlessly eat these things like chips. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you freeze dry potatoes? Yes. How do those taste? I haven't tried it yet. If you slice them up, put some salt on them. I doubt. 
I doubt that a freeze-dried potato would be as tasty as what these are. Because it doesn't have much flavor in itself. Correct. Um, I've got a couple thoughts. Number one, there's a lot of freeze-dried food out there, right? That you can buy in the store? There is. So what's the advantage of you doing this yourself? Is it like a, a hobby, an interest, or is it that much like healthier quality? Or is it something that you want to like maybe someday start selling? Um, number one, the uh, buying freeze-dried food from the store is actually kind of expensive. I mean, mm-hmm. they sell it in small enough quantities that you, you don't have to pay that much for it. But when you really look at the price per ounce, it is, it's, it, 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 you know. It's pretty significant. Yeah, it's like probably $2, what, what, two, two $3 an ounce. Oh, easily. I mean, maybe up up to five. I don't know. It's been a while. I I remember looking, um, at Aldi, and you know, Aldi is like you know a pretty budget place, and their freeze dried food is, you know, yeah, you'll you'll pay probably five bucks for for a little, a little bag of something. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we we love freeze dried food, but we didn't want to have to you know pay that much for it. So you cut off you. You know, it's, it's a little bit cheaper that way. Also, uh, there are some things that you can't buy freeze-dried that stores will sell. Like, we have a special, I say a special formula. We we do make our own formula for our son to drink. You want more? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we, we have a formula for our son to drink, and it's like a, just a mixture of, like, goat's milk and uh there's like some vitamin that we put in there some some vitamins some uh, <laughs> nutritional yeast um i honestly don't even know what all is in there but once we make it my wife knows <laughs> just picking up just pouring stuff. some leaves dirt from the ground yes <laughs> things that probably won't kill him and uh, my it's it's great my wife loves this formula that she like this that that she makes. However, it's really annoying when you go on trips. You have to keep it cold. It's 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 in this liquid form. There's goat's mm. milk in there. I remember when we went to Florida this summer, you had have a, a cooler to keep the milk cool. Yep. Anyways, just last night, we made a batch of this formula and we put it in the freeze dryer, and it is just this perfect powder. Wow. You don't need to keep it refrigerated. All you have to do is add water. Wow. Just add it's, water. Just add water, and it's ready to go. When I was in voluntary service, uh, one of the families gave us a couple of cases of MREs, mm. which is military meals ready to eat. Yep. And there were two cases full of freeze-dried peaches. So it was a four-by-four four square, just about a about, uh, quarter-inch thick, and it was all peaches. And it looked like a piece of styrofoam. And being good Mennonites, we had to eat all of it. Mm-hmm. And just after a while, just the taste of peaches was just just gets a little. Well, you have you did some peaches here, mm-hmm. and I was surprised. I don't know if I've ever had either dehydrated or freeze dried peaches before, but there's a lot of flavor there. Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. yeah. and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good flavor. I think the pears was my favorite. I didn't realize how much sugar is in pears. I don't think of a pear as being like a sweet fruit. Yeah. But when we freeze dry it, it like 
really, really sticks to the pan mm-hmm. after it's done. Mm-hmm. And there's like totally like sugar, like caked on there, way more so than strawberries and peaches. Yeah, wow. which I would have wow. thought strawberries and peaches would have way more sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they 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 actually have less. I definitely, if I'd rank them, it would be the pears, peaches, and then the strawberries last from, yeah. from these three. Mm-hmm. I'd love to taste apples because apples are the the fruit that I've had dehydrated the most, so okay. I'd know how to compare the texture and the taste to an apple. We want, yeah. But um, you know what you should do, Layton? You what? should have this as a giveaway for a listener. Ooh. That's a good idea. Maybe you, go. yeah. maybe you can get it ready, and maybe next week we can um, take care of that. Maybe you could try... Uh, Are we going to, like, ship it? Yeah. It's so light. Freeze-dry a balut egg. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now, I, Jeff, I will say that Layton showed me the balut eggs. They Oh, that was... It was oh, awful. Oh, uh, talking no. about a crime scene. That was bad. That yes. was deep. <laughs> it's nastier than your thumb. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Oh. Jeff, you said you don't like dehydrated foods that much. Do you like this better than dehydrated, or oh, yeah. are you not sure yet? No, I, I do really like these. I, I shouldn't say I don't like all dehydrated foods, but I generally, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, them being super rubbery, and then also, like, the flavor being really strong and... I don't know. I just get, they get really old really fast. They can. Mm-hmm. Not all dehydrated foods do, but but some do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, expect more things. All right. To try out dehydrated. All right. I also, at some point, I want to try. Like we just tried um, peaches and pears and uh, strawberries. I do want to try uh, reconstituting them, meaning. Put them in water and see, see how happens. they taste yeah. hmm. once they're fully rehydrated mm-hmm. and see how they compare to the actual thing yeah. when, when you when you eat you know a fresh strawberry. It can't I, be quite as good as fresh because, like you said, like some of the sugar is going to be lost in that process. Mm-hmm. But we, we need to try it. Yeah. So another uh, podcast episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So, if someone would want to get into freeze drying, what would you do? You have any advice for them? Uh, well, if you're gonna get into freeze drying, there's pretty much only one brand that sells a, a home freeze dryer, and that's Harvest Right. Everything else, like, no, I don't think there is any other company that makes a home freeze dryer. Harvest Right. So, do they do they have their own website, or do you buy it from a dealer? Uh, they have their own website. You can buy it through, I think, Alpha. Uh, is a Harvest Right dealer. I think I saw that Home Depot has them too. Oh, okay. And what model did you get in case someone is interesting and they want to... I bought the medium size. Okay. They have they have three uh, residential sizes. Uh, small, medium, and large. They also sell like bigger, like industrial-sized ones. Like commercial-grade mm-hmm. ones. Um so if you want to try to fit that in your home, you can do that. <laughs> oh, and we should. If anyone has a suggestion for a food we should try to freeze dry, let us know. Oh yeah. yeah. For some reason, the one thing that popped in my head was cucumbers, but yeah, I don't really like cucumbers. Like they're okay, but I don't love can you cucumbers. Do, can you do eggs? Like, oh like yeah, hard boiled eggs. You can do eggs. Oh yeah. You can do eggs hard, but not hard boiled. Uh, yeah. Or let's try. Let's try a hard boiled. You can egg. try a hard boiled egg. I guess would it be edible? 
Would a f- raw freeze-dried egg be edible? No. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure because some <laughs> I am sure. No, because uh isn't the whipping uh, uh what's it called? Uh, the, the the whipping thing on top of it's often on top of lemon oh, meringue. Oh, meringue. the the, yeah. the, the white. Isn't that isn't that raw egg? That's baked. It is baked? Yeah. Man, I'm I thought saying, generally. Look, look, look. You can eat it, but it's the equivalent to eating a raw egg. Also, well, like you I, can I drink you raw saying, egg. I thought egg you were saying it was yes. bad. Is the what egg I you were white saying. is the is not bad for you. And meringue is made from egg whites. It's the yolk that can have the salmonella, supposedly. Oh. Okay, but I thought you were saying it, it could go bad, is what I thought you were saying. It can. Even if after it's freeze-dried? Yeah, well, you have to keep it sealed. Anything that you freeze-dry, you have to keep it sealed. Otherwise... Oh, it can get it, moisture? Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll extract moisture that's just in the air. Mm. So Wait, you, that, that food is so dry that I was coughing a little bit just from... There's some dry. dust in there. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> It's, it's dry and brittle. All right, so send your suggestions in. If we can do an egg, I guarantee you whatever your idea is, it can be freeze-dried. You can – mostly <laughs> the, the only things that you can't freeze-dry are things that are really, really like concentrated sugar. Like you can't freeze-dry syrup. <clears throat> That'll be a mess because it's just all sugar. Uh, or peanut butter. Peanut or butter, chocolate. chocolate uh Things that are oily and sugary won't work. If it's just a high concentrate of oil and sugar, or grease, like because if you think about it, it's trying to get the water out. Yeah, there's not that much water. Fruits in and chocolate. veggies are your the go-to. Yes, but yeah, eggs, pastas, vegetables, and then they keep forever. They keep for twenty-five years. Wow. That's... Do you think we'll be podcasting then? Because maybe we should freeze-dry something and try it in twenty-five years. I'd want to do that. I think we could freeze-dry something and try it in 25 years. Or have that intent, at least. But the question <laughs> really is, uh, where is it going to be stored for 25 years? And not get lost? And not get lost or disturbed or destroyed. Hmm. hmm. I, I, well, where would you store... You could get, like, a fire. We need a bunker. Safe. You could get, like, a, a, a time capsule. Just bury it in your backyard. There you go. Yeah, that's... No, we need a uh, we need a bunker somewhere. Do you know of any bunkers around here, Mitch? I'm th- I think Mitch has one. Uh, no, I don't have. Well, no, I don't have a bunker. But <laughs> there was some hesitation there. <laughs> but what you could do is uh, I don't know if they're done pouring concrete at PWI. Ooh. But you could bury it in the concrete, mark the spot, and then go dig it up. I'm sure that PWI would be very angry with us. When we try to take it up. Well, <laughs> Why is there just a hole know. in the floor? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're insinuating that we will tell them that we're going to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just... Silly me. Yeah. The, the concrete would, would really seal it all in. But it doesn't even need – I mean, as long as it's sealed in plastic. M- mylar. Mylar. You have to use mylar bags. What is – I never even heard of this thing. A mylar bag is like – it's a material that – Often, uh, like astronauts use mm-hmm. is it, in there, like cellophane. I don't know, actually. Like, and now I think you're just making up. No, words. it's a special kind of bag that is extremely. Uh, think, think of helium balloons. Like, oh yeah, for birthday. The, yeah, that's the, mylar. That's a type of mylar. Not the not the stretchy. It doesn't kind. let no, any rubber, gas or air. It is extremely. Those balloons last sealed. Forever. Just buy a balloon and shove it in there. 
And it'll stay floating for 25 years. <laughs> out of reach. <laughs> almost out of mind. So, there you go. You, you could even fill it with helium and there wouldn't be any oxygen in there. Mm. Yeah, it would preserve it even better. I guess, yeah, helium is better than, like, someone's breath. You know, like, when you <laughs> unleash a balloon and you just, like, get the hot breath in your face. No, the little, like, the, oh. little, the little spatters of spit. Oh, oh even, yeah. even better. All right. Very interesting. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Over the weekend, I was in Ohio visiting my, my grandfather's homestead where he grew up. And I've heard so many stories over the years about things that happened, like... um how he tried to trick his brother uh, into thinking like they both had rabbits and one of them died and he kind of tried to do the thing with um, oh, Solomon, like and, Sol- Solomon and the, the two wives trying to switch him around. <laughs> oh my. I mean, kind of like that. Or how they burned the barn down. So, and, then, and then his dad just said, cut the rabbit in half. And they said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> they both said, okay. Really? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so we were out there this weekend and it was really neat to kind of see all that. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I got to see his older sister, who is 95 years old. Oh, wow. That's... And next week, I'd like to talk about what you want to be doing at 95. Like what? No, like. Because she was. What do you want to still be able to do? Or... What does life look like? <laughs> you mean besides breathing? Well, she was doing <laughs> way more than just breathing. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> So so think about it a little bit. Next week, let's discuss what we want life to be like when we are 95. Okay. And I'll share a little bit about what she's doing at 95. And it's impressive. Not mind-blowing like she's... Um, Skydiving. <laughs> she's Amish. Oh. Well, you, well I mean, that would like be it. really impressive. Oh, wait, no, they, they can't. Fly. How'd yeah. she get up there? Well... Hot air balloons? Cliff jumping. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah base jumping. Yeah, yeah base jumping. There you go. So, oh, boy. Um, all right. That's all I've got. Are you? She, got- she pulls the – she <laughs> thought that she was pulling the parachute, but it's actually <laughs> just her covering string. <laughs> and, it's like, and it inflates from her covering. That would be great. Anyways. Mitch, any closing thoughts? <coughs> um. Just uh, from the militant wing, I'll just say the airing complaints didn't have coffee, and there's no French fest, and let's see. Oh, how about a poll, people? Oh, it's there's been, been no oh. polls oh. forever. There's, there's been a poll that we asked a long time ago and never reviewed. Oh. oh. Do you, can, you, can you get it, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm pulling it Was up Was it on here. Survey I'm Monkey? I'm pulling it up here. Oh, no. Cheesy uh, joke. Uh, where's my list of polls? <laughs> I, I actually I just use do so many of them. I use SurveyMonkey a lot, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because I really uh, like my vote not to count. I mean, no, it wasn't the camping one, was it? What was the question? <gasps> no, it was the camping one. Oh my! Long time ago, we got seven responses, and everyone said that Ruben is full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the question? What was yeah? Uh, what is camping primarily about? Vacationing and resting or socializing and staying up late. Oh, please. Seven out of seven people said that? Yep. Man, you guys are camping wrong. And I know it because when you come to work on Monday, you got, you're got you all tired and uh, not ready for the week. If you're, if you're, if you come to work after camping 
and you're like ready to do it. You did not camp. You're probably right, <laughs> no, no. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you stayed at a hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is, you can get to bed and have a restful time, even when you're away from home. I agree, it's harder, which is why it's better to stay at home. <laughs> okay. Going camping is just pretending you're homeless. Yeah, <laughs> okay. isn't it great? Okay, no. Let's think about this. When you when you say somebody, you know, they're not a happy camper. Okay, that's already derogatory. <clears throat> Meaning, you know, campers are always unhappy. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the opposite of what you're saying. If they're saying, "Boy, someone's not a happy camper," it's it's implying that they're they are they should be happy. They should be happy because they're camping, but they're not. Yeah, Mitch, I think I have to side with Leighton on this. Uh, if if I'll, I'll, it, I'll go 50-50 <laughs> because, like, it does imply that campers get more unhappy than normal people. Otherwise, why would you? Why wouldn't you just say you're unhappy? Well, but if you're not a happy camper, that implies that you're like an abnormal amount of angry, <laughs> or 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 yeah, either more. Actually, I shouldn't say it's more or less. But it's like a certain <laughs> it's a certain category of angry that you're shoving them into. That's not the normal form of angry. Man, you've lost me. I am so lost. In order for Layton. you to in order for you to put them into that bracket, they have to be like at a, a certain level of anger. And whatever that is, whatever that level is that you would classify them as not a happy camper is how angry campers get. I think we need to dive into this. Where does that term even come from? Is Are we it, getting into the... You know what my bet is? Where does it mean? Yeah. I bet it comes from... It's a line from a movie, probably, is what my uh, what my guess is. Quite and it awesome. kind of stuck. But I don't know. Maybe someone can fill us in. Say, to, to me, going camping, the <clears throat> work to fun ratio never worked out. Because it always seemed like I worked way harder on the weekend going camping than I did actually going to work. You are so right. However, when you were a child, wasn't camping the most magical thing ever? We never went camping. Okay. It's, it's... But, Layton, if you're only doing it for your children, why are you doing it now? Because Leo will not, does not know what's happening right now. He is just excited at home as he is when he's camping. If you're not doing it when they're young and very portable, what are the chances that you're going to do it when they're older and more capable of breaking things? Uh, I, I, my view on it is I'm going to make it as I agree. Most people do camping where it's way too much work. I don't like doing extra things that aren't necessary. Like putting up lights on the awning. I, I, That's I agree with not that, necessary. <laughs> so, as, 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 uh, all my kids are grown. Um, my, my youngest, my youngest is 14 and it was always, when I was like, let's go camping this weekend. No, we have four little kids. It's like herding cats the whole time. And we're not at home. That's easy. You just pick them up. Uh, Two under each, under each armpit. And you put them in the cage. <laughs> don't don't yeah. think we didn't think about it. <laughs> so, but, but it was always, it always just seemed like this was. Just way too much work. It's a ton of work. And I so, totally agree. It is it is a ton of work. But when I look back, I am so thankful that my parents took me camping. It was the funnest time, especially the church camping. Oh, it was like one big slumber party for a weekend. 
And you know what the problem is? Some adults are still treating it that way, where they stay up until 5 a.m. in the morning, Friday night, and Saturday I'm night. I'm glad it wasn't 5 a.m. at night. Yeah, I was... <laughs> Someone's been out in Oregon too much, yeah. if you know what I mean. Uh. Anyway, Layton, I think we're ready for the point. Uh, first, the term. Oh, yeah. Happy camper. Well, do we have poll results? Yeah. Have, that was the poll result. Do we have a poll? Oh, yeah, right, right. So ev- everyone thinks it's just about staying up late and socializing. The happy camper comes from not movies. Uh, nobody actually knows where it comes from, but people think that it comes from uh, when kids – went to kids camps which was a bigger bigger thing back yes. longer ago and it were there were there were kids that were not happy because they were homesick and so they were not a happy camper that makes sense that would make sense that makes and this is uh <clears throat> is was used at, in 1885 the term was used in 1885 so it's a really old term whoa but uh, yeah that's older than you Mitch oh yeah well, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Just seven Layton, years. what's the point? I only have two points. Point number one is uh, Indiana isn't that bad. And point number two, Jeff found a way to confuse the term happy camper. <laughs> we were all perplexed. And what is the word of the week? Word of the week is happy camper. Happy camper.